1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Arfield says winning a trophy would have just been a bonus this season Ryan Christie undergoes surgery for facial injuries he picked up on Sunday And Kilmarnock cut Rangers allocation for the final game of the season I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Well we know which two teams are going to contest the Scottish Cup final now in May the 25th So all we've really got to sort out is who wins the title, who goes down, who comes up who goes down from the championship And it wouldn't be Scottish football if, And among all of that We didn't have a silly row about ticketing Yeah, look, <coughs> sorry Gordon Looking forward to this weekend it All kicks off at Tynecastle Early kick off Hearts v Rangers And then if Rangers don't pick anything up And Celtic go to Easter Road How ironic that Neil Lennon could win The league at Easter Road Against Hibs And that's us officially On the final straight The post-split fixtures Five to go And like you say We'll find out who goes down automatically Who takes the playoff place We assume Celtic will win the title But it's going to be about When they do it There's Europe All these questions Still to be answered Yeah and the European thing Is a story within a story as well Because normally Third and fourth Will get the European places But Third and fourth Will finish the league season Without knowing if fourth's going to be good enough Because it will all depend on whether or not Hearts can defeat Celtic in the Scottish Cup final And, and grab a passport to Europe themselves It's a funny end to the season because You can make, you can argue Celtic are almost there You can argue in the Championship Ross County are almost there There's really more intrigue and excitement At the bottom of the top two divisions You look at Dundee, St Mirren mm-hmm. Hamilton are still in there Despite some good results under Brian Rice and the bottom of the championship I mean per many Two from five you like One for automatic relegation One for that drop zone playoff Morton Play tonight against Inverness Cali Thistle They have an opportunity To go back into sixth Aloha Have won four in a row And what that means Is the team that Aloha play next Poor old Partick Thistle Who I saw at the weekend A rock bottom of the championship 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight So let's hear from you nice and early uh, We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We will kick things off by hearing from Rangers midfielder Scott Arfield He says winning a trophy probably would have been a bonus For Rangers this season He says it was always going to be tough With their large turnover of players And he expects a big improvement next season We're so close maybe on the points But I think you know, the European run, um, we've got players in here, we had a large turnover at the start of the season, even in January, a couple of players coming in. It takes time for it all to cement. To get a, uh, a trophy this year, it probably would have been a bonus with the amount of players that came in and out. But next season, we're definitely there for, for this. The enthusiasm's there, and it has to be, because you're representing millions of people around the planet that support this football club. That's why it's so important for the, this last five games, the two previous and, and the next five coming to to really go at it, to have a good go and to, to set us up for next year. So we're in we're in a good position at the minute. It's up to us to make it a great one. People's got to talk about how many points Celtic's won the league this year, but I think it's very evident the last two games, particularly the, the, the one at Parkhead where um, the mentality was there. It was a, a mistake for us, for a personal point of view, and uh, that mistake doesn't happen. We dominated that game for large periods, and, and the game at Ibrox, where we dominated it for the for the full ninety minutes, really shows that we're on we're on course for something here. The fact of the matter is, we came away with no trophies this season, which is a disappointment uh, for this club. And, and when you come through these doors, you need to win trophies, and that's how you're going to be judged. I've got a four-year contract, three left after this, um, and people can judge me at the end of that. But I know I'll have some trophies. 
It probably would have been a bonus for Rangers to win a trophy he says, you know the way this city works all too well, Roger Lots of people will agree and say, yeah, that's right It probably would have been a bonus And the other half of the people will say Ah, hold on a minute You can't just say that after you've failed to win a trophy We all know you were going for one in the first place what, what, What's the truth? Right, here's the thing Scott Arfield is a very talented footballer Scott Arfield scored a terrific hat-trick for Rangers at Firth Park before the split But I'm afraid I'm going to have to deliver a couple of home truths to Scott Arfield He said there Rangers are in a good position No they're not 11 points behind Celtic with only 15 to play for They didn't get past the quarter-finals of the Scottish Cup against Aberdeen They didn't get past the semi-finals of the League Cup against Aberdeen So that's not a good position for Rangers um, Dave King, the newspapers this morning Saying Rangers are nearly the dominant force in Scotland No they're not And you can't pull the wool over the eyes of the Rangers fans Dave King and Scott Arfield can talk like this When Rangers are a point behind Celtic They're a point ahead of Celtic With five games to go They can talk like this when they've won a cup Or reached a cup final But they're far better off taking the tack that Stephen Gerrard takes Which is, at the minute, it's not good enough And at the minute... It has to get a whole lot better Because the supporters and the callers to Super Scoreboard You, you, you can't, you know you, you can't tell them anything other than what they're seeing with their own eyes oh, That was Scott Arfield speaking to Sky Sports this afternoon Gordon, what did you make of it? Um, I think there's sometimes, Gordon You just keep quiet Going about your business It's not been the greatest season for Rangers Yes, this word uh, improvement Keeps raising its head Every time that Rangers are mentioned uh, You can't live off the fact that Rangers played very well at Celtic Park second half and played very well at Ibrox. That's two games over a full season. And Roger just pointed out there, couldn't get by quarter-final, semi-final, 11 points behind. I, I, I would rather they get their head down, keep quiet, because you have to go and win trophies if you're a, a club like Rangers you can't just keep coming out with the same nonsense yeah no but you say keep um, quiet I mean Dave King has got season tickets to sell he, he wants yeah. to try and, and talk Rangers up Scott Arfield is, is just doing the same he's, he's trying to put a point that's understandable is it not from people within the club I think I think it's all about timing Gordon I don't think that if you're you know if I mean, you're going, what Scott Arfield said there that's but, but you're controversial say, but, but you're talking about the, the the fact Dave King come out Now we all know the reason why Dave King's come out And said what he said And good luck to him He said it because he obviously wants to get season tickets in Quickly, get the money in And for Stephen Gerrard hopefully invest into the squad I just think sometimes You know, I don't think it's been a great season for Rangers at all I, do, I really don't I know that they'll probably end up finishing second in the league But I was expecting At least At least a final to go and really compete to get a trophy And I, I think Rangers fans And listen, they'll call the show tonight And they'll correct me if I'm wrong I think Rangers fans would buy season tickets anyway mm. I think there are aspects of what they've seen this season That has encouraged Rangers fans um, Morelos' form, McGregor's form Summit Tavernier's form Arfield's performances latterly as well um, The fact that on an individual game Over 90 minutes They've got far closer to Celtic this season than they did in previous seasons So I think there were enough signs of encouragement That Rangers fans would go and buy season tickets Without Dave King having to come out with this yesterday 0141 Let's hear your take on it Scott Arfield says winning a trophy probably would have been a bonus At Rangers fans Is that the way you've seen it throughout the full season? Uh, I'm sure there'll be a few others interested as well Michael's in Greenock first up Hi Michael Hello Gordon uh, Thanks for having my call mate uh, Hello Gordon and 
Roger. Michael. Hi, Michael. Roger, I'm just what you were saying there about, about Dave King coming out and saying in the papers this morning they're nearly the best team in Scotland. They're not even as good as Aberdeen. That's just my opinion. And Scott Arfield coming on there every now and saying that they could, because they never win a trophy. He's just come out and say that because they're struggling, because they're in a bad place just now, Rangers. But who do you think, guys? I think they're, they're miles behind Celtic and they're going to be. They're, they're light years behind Celtic and I think they'll need to get into a dark room and lie down for a wee bit. A couple of hours, I think. I mean, to, to be fair, if we're going to say that league table doesn't lie with regards to Celtic being at the top, we have to say the league table doesn't lie with regards to Rangers being better than Aberdeen, do we not? Yeah. And listen, maybe I spoke about signs of encouragement for Rangers fans leading to them buying season tickets. One of the signs of encouragement is they're going to finish second. Which they haven't done in recent years So the gap is closing I don't think there's any doubt that the gap is closing um, The gap on an individual 90 minute basis Has closed this season Rangers have won one of the games The two games at Celtic Park They've only lost by a single goal on each occasion um, The game at Ibrox An ultimate weekend of the season Will be fascinating as they all are But where they've slipped up is You know the St Johnsons And the, the Livingstons And the Dundees And things like that and that's why they're not the team that either Dave King or Scott Arfield would want you to believe they are at the minute. At Rangers fans, what do you make of it? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You want to come back in, Michael? Like I say, surely, uh, surely Rangers are considered better than Aberdeen simply right. because of the league table. Oh right, okay. I'll turn around and say, see the game, at, the game at Ibrox. Rangers pummeled Celtic. The pummeled is one nothing. The game at Parkhead, Celtic win two one. We were Celtic were the best team for the first half and then Rangers with ten men, they gave us a I think they gave us a wee pretty a wee doing in the second half, no. But it never got them anywhere. Still they're still behind us and they're still they're, they're light years behind Celtic and I, I don't that's just my opinion. But there are arguments on both sides there, we're talking about the league table and it is over a course of a season, but if you're probably sitting listening to this show you're an Aberdeen fan, the one thing you'll point is well, we've played Rangers twice in the, uh, both cups, and put them out of the cups. Um, yeah, I think Rangers. Yeah, but if you're are, below a team in the yeah, league, you I don't think, really have. I much think Rangers like to stand are a better side than Aberdeen uh, over a piece of the season and the league campaign. There's still a there's still a, a gap there. Um, yes, there's encouraging signs for Rangers fans because of um, you know the the Celtic Park performance, especially second half. I thought Rangers were excellent uh, at Ibrox that day. I thought Rangers probably. Played as well as we've played all season And deserved to, to win that game um, But there's still a lot of work to be done Gordon but If it's light years like Michael suggests Would you not have expected the last three head-to-heads To have a bit more of a gap in them? Yeah probably I, I probably would I think in each of the games The first game Celtic were dominant They only won the game by a goal to nil But they were dominant um, It turned right on its head In the game between Christmas and New Year at Ibrox And then the last game at Celtic partner. There was a spell in the second half, even down to 10 men, where, where Rangers really did cause Celtic problems. Mm. Ryan Kent scored, they had opportunity to take the lead. So so that closed it. But Celtic still, they look, they just look a stronger squad. They've gone 11 points clear. They've responded to the setback between Christmas and New Year at Ibrox. And again, every, every time there's a question asked of them, it's the same in the Cups, you know, prior to the semi final at the weekend, Derek McInnes was making all the right noises about Aberdeen and how confident they were. And yet Celtic just brushed them aside again At Hamden on Sunday So Celtic, there's, there's still a gap there But I don't think the gap's as big 
as it was certainly not you know in the first sort of eighteen months of Brendan Rodgers' spell. Dylan is in Govan. Hi, Dylan. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Dylan. What's your point tonight? Uh, I've just been listening to uh, the show uh, this evening and uh, in the wake of Dave King's comments uh, and Arfield, I didn't, I didn't really hear what Arfield has said. I think it's irrelevant what Arfield says, really. But uh, the point I want to make is if Steven Gerrard goes through another full season uh, next season and doesn't win a trophy, again, doesn't come close to winning a trophy, does he then deserve to lose his job at Rangers? Yeah, I think he will. Um, it's just the fact that he's managing a club that expects to to win silverware, and uh, and it hurts the club when you're sitting there watching your biggest rivals cleaning up uh, trophy after trophy year in year out. So yeah, I think Dave King will look at the situation with uh, Stephen Gerrard and say, right, okay, we backed you, we backed you in the summer last year. We gave you fifteen players in, which is a big turnaround. We backed you in January when we brought in the two big marquee signings. Uh, we're going to back you in the summer. And I think Dave King, as much as he's coming out and, and saying this in the papers yesterday, I think that Dave King, the Rangers board, will be looking for silverware next year. And if Celtic go and clean up or it's an Aberdeen Cup victory or whatever it may be and Rangers don't get that silverware, I don't think the manager will be there. I don't mind the question, but at the same time, we are... We're 13 months away, Roger, so yeah, it's, that, it's quite the hypothetical. Listen, even if Rangers don't win anything next season, there are ways of not winning. If this season finished tomorrow, Celtic win the league by 11 points, that's a bit of a gap. Next season, if it's one or two points, is that seen and as you lose a, And you lose in the cup final, for yeah, instance. Yeah, you lose in two the, cup you, finals. So yeah, yeah, you lose in a cup final to, to an Aberdeen or a Hearts or something like that. Um, maybe that's seen as progress. So maybe he would get another go at it. But the stakes... For Steven Gerrard and for Rangers will get higher and higher as the seasons go on because this season's eight in a row. Next season, it's nine in a row. A chance to match history. The following season would be the chance to create history. So, you know, what people want to be around, you know, would Steven Gerrard want to be around for a, a potential ten in a row? As you say, we're, we're just we're talking... Hypothetically Mikey's on Twitter He says Take the season in two parts The European run Balances out the cup competitions And the last two Old Firm games Shows the gap Isn't as big as Some people make out Improvement has been made But still some to go Colin's a Rangers fan In Milton What do you make of it Colin? I, do, well, I, I just think Rangers are getting close I think the whole of Scottish football Is getting close I think Steve Clark Has done a fantastic job in Com- uh, With Kilmarnock uh, I thought Hibs uh, done well in glimpses with Lennon and with their new manager. Aberdeen's getting stronger. With Celtic scraping through with goals in the last minute. And also, obviously, I'm a wee bit biased, saying that a uh, little help with the referees. Uh, but end of the day, I, I think Scottish football is getting closer to, to Celtic. And I actually think that you're, you're giving Celtic too much proof. Uh, let me ask you Colin We heard from Scott Arfield He says winning a trophy Probably would have been a bonus For Rangers this season Is that the way you saw it all along? Was it just a bonus? Or was it something that you think Rangers should have achieved this season? Do you, do you know something? I think we should have actually won the league this season I think uh, Not having an actual left-fitted central defender uh, No using Lee Wallace in that position Because he's done that in the past with Hearts He's shot himself in the foot uh, Letting uh, a lot of Rangers fans win wouldn't agree with me on this one, but letting Windass go, that you could have actually played in that kind of uh, middle to front role rather than out in the wing, if he's pace, because he did great 
during Murphy's um, um, part the, the last six months in that position. He's he, he done great. And I, I think we actually had a lost opportunity there. I think uh, Gerard. I'm not. Uh, Gerard still got to prove. I think he's inexperienced. I think he's uh, he's done a couple of wrong tactical decisions. Uh, I, I think it'll be better this year. Uh, but he has to he has to buy the right players, especially left centre uh, defender, and and, uh, and maybe a, a creative, uh, uh, fast uh, someone with pace, uh, middle to front, and also Morales. I would sell Morales because he's too. I mean, uh, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt uh, with uh, uh, before uh, the last Celtic game, but the last Celtic game that was just like, that was just shocking. So I would sell him. Uh, to get someone who is more dependable and still score goals. So, I mean, so I, I, I really do think it was a missed opportunity for Rangers uh, not to win, uh, win the league this year. Colin, it's all about opinions and you've got yours and I totally dis- disagree with it. Um, when, you look at, when you look at the two squads at the start of the season, I don't see how you can make an argument saying that over a course of a full season that that Rangers squad would come out on top of Celtic. You're saying there about t- uh, Scottish football is getting closer to Celtic. Once again, they're one game away from winning a treble, treble, and they've not really been terrific this season. They will definitely strengthen in the summer. So will Rangers. And I think Collins, the one point I do agree with him is the centre backs have to be sorted out, and Rangers need to add better quality if they're going to try and close this gap next year. 100% yeah And the left side of centre back thing Not only Were the players there not good enough It would sort of worry me going forward That nothing was done about it Now just looking at it As, as an observer You could tell very early in the season Joe Wardle wasn't good enough for that position And was making mistakes And persevered with him Persevered with him And he kept making the mistakes You know it's not just a high profile Eamon Brophy When at Rugby Park I just don't think he's good enough There was a quote from him At one stage through the season When he was asked about the mistakes He said Yeah yeah I'm here to make my mistakes As if Rangers is some sort of learning curve For him to go back to the Giants of Nottingham Forest I'm afraid if you're playing for Rangers or Celtic As a centre half No You, you don't come here to make mistakes You come here to, to perform at the highest level And You know It's not the lad's fault I just don't think he's good enough But He's still in the team Big thanks to Colin and Milton Josh's on Twitter are along similar lines Rangers are not light years away If Rangers win the daft draws St Johnson, Kelly, Aberdeen, Hibs at home, Dundee away We'd be going into a title deciding game Versus Celtic in the split Only a bit of consistency away 01419511025 Let's hear from you And we'll hear from Callum McGregor after the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com It's Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan Two ways for you to get in touch The first of which is on the phone So 1419511025 And you can also tweet at Clyde SSB We kicked off hearing from Scott Arfield Talking about Rangers this season uh, A bit of news coming out of Celtic today They've confirmed that Ryan Christie Undergoes surgery on his facial injuries Tomorrow uh, Thanks to the wonders Of social media Roger We've seen the pictures They don't look pretty um, So we wish him well When that, that process Starts tomorrow Yeah and that's The most important thing That Ryan gets the surgery That he needs And makes a full And hopefully quick 
recovery. Um, a very, very nasty blow. Um, a very, very nasty landing as well. I um, mean, you've seen the pictures, you know, the, the still footage of the collision, the, the Instagram picture that, that Ryan posted last night. It is, as they say in the game, a dull one. And we just, you know, hope that it gets fit and well as soon as possible. And if that coincides with a Scottish Cup final, then it can be a, a nice end to the season for them. Yeah, it was. We were watching in here, Gordon, and uh, I think we all turned away when we seen the challenge, and he definitely took a sore one. But that's sometimes in football that just happens. Um, I, I've been there with getting one in the face, and with a nose like this, it's not the best. So let we're going to say the nose protected you. No, no, they do, that, that day. Then they protect the other fella. Yeah, <laughs> he never played again. But we wish him a real speedy recovery and, and, and wish him all the best. It's funny you say these things happen in football. It does seem to be an awful lot of them. You think of Gary McKay, Stephen in the League Cup finally. You think of Christopher Hadji and the one he got was it against Livingston, I think, earlier in the season. I can't quite remember yeah. as many bad ones like that in the course of a season. You know, involving just two or three teams And even Celtic Aberdeen at Hamden There's the theme there Because you've got Mackay Stephen, like you mentioned It's slightly different But Tierney had to go off, didn't he, then of For course, this one yeah, the, the, the teeth and yep. all the rest of it um, in, in terms of a footballing consequence Celtic are almost over the line in the league I'm pretty sure they can win the league without Ryan Christie Albeit we do wish him a speedy recovery Scottish Cup final Does that seem like a realistic target to get back in time for? Well it certainly sets him a goal Once he has surgery later in the week There is that goal there To, to be fit and ready for the cup final uh, If you remember he scored the only goal In the other cup final this season So he has become an integral part Of that Celtic team this season um, I'm quite sure Neil Lennon was happy At a player of the quality of Tom Rogic To come into the game He's still got Olivier and Charm To come into the team And I think he will see more action After the split Just as Neil rests and rotates the squad Ahead of a cup final But um, it would be nice to see him back And I'm, I'm quite sure um, Scotland supporters would like to see him back For a couple of qualifiers Beyond the cup final too 01419511025 That's the number you need Let's speak to Tony in Lark Hall Hi Tony Hi guys, how are you? Not too bad Tony, what's your Hi, point Tony. tonight? So I'm going to agree with Gordon Like, you know Celtic haven't really fired on all cylinders But they've had a right turmoil season but we at the beginning when, when they went for certain buys and never got them, that was to upset the camp behind the scenes. And then they actually, they're still well in, you know, they're, they're points and points ahead of most teams without firing all cylinders. Then they go and watch the manager at a crucial period. You know, Celtic are going to get stronger rather than weaker. I'm not, how, how other fans can think that they're going to get close to Celtic? They're kidding themselves on just now, in my opinion. Well, I do agree that um, well, it depends on who you buy. It's okay saying you'll bring bodies in and you'll be stronger. You've got to buy the right players, and whoever is a manager at the end of the season, I think it's got a big job at Celtic because there'll be a few players going out the exit, and there'll be new ones coming in, and you've got to get it right. But they're in a good position that they've got money that they can go out and spend as well. Um, they're one game away from another treble. Um, if you look at their away record this season. And I'm going back to Tynecastle this weekend And it all started at, over at Hearts I think their first away game And Celtic were dreadful that day Absolutely dreadful And they have dropped a lot of points in the road I've always said that they were a different looking team at Celtic Park Very, very difficult to get anything from them In fact, Aberdeen go there and get a draw um, Livingston so, Livingston, yeah, sorry um, I should say that, I was there um, But I just, uh, I think that both camps We'll mm. try and strengthen You've got to get the right players To suit what you're trying to do It's okay saying Well we'll get stronger 
Because we're bringing in new faces But they've got to be the right ones Yeah, Tony, I mean, you don't need me to tell you, Tony That surely nothing is guaranteed You look at Celtic's personnel at the moment Benkovic, Bayata, Burke and Weir Gone What does the future hold for Mikel Lustig? What does the future hold for Scott Sinclair? He's not been picked in the big games If he goes, it's not going to be easy to, to replace him We know that recruitment is tough Surely you would admit that there's a bit of a risk there Aye, but the thing is as well about Scott Sinclair I would never have fan him when the guy scored goals for fun for a midfield player But me as a fan, I wouldn't have him in my team Because he, he cuts inside all day long And he and he just narrows the game Johnny Hayes is firing in the other day And he is the natural left-sided player They'll go and attack players And whip that ball and it's going to cause danger So there are many pros and cons But you're absolutely right But you've got to go back to your saying that Celtic they have a better squad Tony, so you, sorry you're basing, you're basing this on I thought Johnny Hayes played very, very well At Hamden on Sunday Right, I thought he played alright To be fair to the boy uh, I'm not the, the biggest fan But if you compare him to uh, Scott Sinclair Who has scored goals 60, in, 60 of them for Celtic 60 from the wide areas Gordon, from a left winger I think that is a fantastic return uh, Return I uh, I just don't see what 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 Scott Sinclair can keep doing. I, I think that Neil Lennon probably, you know, with the teams that he's picking, he's putting Hayes in there before him. I don't think mm. that uh, Neil Lennon fancies him. But I would certainly, if I was at Celtic, I would certainly keep him about. Where do you go and get wide players? I know Forrest on the other side, he's the same. He's putting a great effort in. In fact, he's my player of the year. I would vote for him. And he's had a good return. But when you've got white guys that can score you that amount of goals, Gordon, how do you go and replace them? Because Johnny Hayes never will give you the same return as Scott Sinclair. Yeah, this notion that, that Scott Sinclair might not be that big a loss, Roger, I find that hard to to understand because we've seen in the past how difficult recruitment can be. It's not easy to replace 40 goals, uh, 60 goals sorry, over three seasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think he has been as influential latterly as he was when, you know, that first breakthrough mm. season when he was Footballer of the Year, Gordon. Um, he'll be one of the highest paid players at the football club, I would think. If you think of the, the you know, the, the money he came in for in terms of a transfer fee, Celtic would need to pay him commensurate with that. So, you know, were he to depart, that would free up a lot of wages. But, you know, you could almost liken the jobs, the managerial jobs at both Celtic and Rangers. It's like the fellow that painted the, the fourth road bridge. The, the, the job's never, ever done. And whoever becomes Celtic manager You know, you think Oh, that was a really tough season for Celtic They lost a manager They went several months without Lee Griffiths There was injuries through the season Scott Brown was out for a while Kieran Tierney was out for a while uh, You know, there's been injuries to Edward The central defenders have all been injured And, you know, they've muddled through And it looks as if There's a fair chance they'll get another treble And yet, having muddled through You then reach a summer, as you say Where Benkovic goes Where goes Burke goes Boyata goes Looks to me that Lustig might go Sinclair might go And that's even before They might have to fend off any interest In the likes of Tierney, McGregor, Mm -hmm. Edward Players like that So whether it's Neil Lennon Or whether it's someone else There's going to be an awful lot of work to do at Celtic Partners Let's hear from Callum McGregor He's delighted that James Forrest is getting the credit he deserves The midfielder opened the scoring on Sunday With that 25 yard strike McGregor says he's one of the best around How many times we say that about James You know, Big goals and and spectacular goals as well And and that's another one for him I can't speak highly enough of him He's he's a top, top talent And he he just keeps showing it I think over the last two or three seasons especially he's been absolutely outstanding that's where you know the big players are they turn up in semi-finals finals and you know when the pressure's on they can deliver the big moments and 
uh, you know, James has been doing it for years for Celtic now and you know, he's, he's starting to get that credit. I'm not for a second suggesting that people who vote for Player of the Year are easily swayed, Roger. I would never do that. But sometimes timing is everything. And you just wonder with the voting forms going out round about now, and if James Forrest was on people's minds anyway, and then he pops up and does that in the semi-final, can things like that sometimes be enough? 100%. I mentioned there that after the call from Tony that Scott Sinclair in his first season was Footballer of the Year. I voted that season for Moussa Dembele because Dembele came into the team... Scored goals in all the big games that season Hat-trick against Rangers Champions League goals Goals in cup finals And then he got a wee knock about the March time Missed a few games And Sinclair started scoring a whole lot of goals At that time of the season And he, he was the form guy In the last two months of the season And stole in one player of the year And Moussa Dembele was absolutely seething about it Because for the first six months of the season He had been outstanding So I spoke last week We were talking about this last week And I said I'm probably moving towards voting for Callum McGregor because of what he did over the course of the season, particularly that spell when Scott Brown was out the team. But don't be surprised if James Forrest's footballer of the year because what a run he's been on lately and if he can score, is it 22 goals now for club and country? It's a magnificent return again for a wide man, does. Let's speak to Dave in Alloa. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad, Dave. What's your point tonight? What a... What I've heard over the last few weeks regarding uh, the beginnings of the next season for the squads, what people have for- forgot to mention that Celtic potentially could start with a £9 million budget with a, the, the compensation deal reached with uh, Leicester with uh, Brendan Rodgers. So whoever's the manager at Celtic, before he moves a player on, before he deals in the transfer market, could potentially have a budget in Scottish Premier Football of £9 million. That's a phenomenal amount of money to start a new season with, don't you think? That's assuming Dave Celtic don't go and spend £9 million on a new manager. Uh, of course, that's a possibility. <laughs> you've, for a start, Dave, you've disappointed me. I thought you were going to phone and talk about Jim Goodwin and Alloa there. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> but listen, you're right, the money that's coming. Celtic have made money in the last few years from some... Unexpected routes You know the money You talk about there For Brendan Rodgers They've sold players For good money And then they've got Even more money in Because of sell-on clauses You know I'm thinking Of Virgil van Dijk And things like that If if Moussa Dembele Were to move on To a club Even bigger than Leon, There would be a sell-on There as well I think they did not get a sell-on For Wanyama When he went from Southampton to Tottenham too So they have made money From Different routes if you like And that You know that That's helped Neil Lennon His first spell It helped Ronnie Dyla It helped Brendan Rogers. And if it's Neil Or if it's someone else You're quite right There will be money there to spend We talk about the, the Personnel overhaul again In the summer Might they still look to trim That wage bill a bit though? I would think so I would think that they would Because They pushed the boat out For Brendan Rogers, And Listen I don't think there's any complaints there Brendan Rogers would argue That he merited it Because of the results he got But as well as the money That was spent Including £9 million A club record Or 9 or 10 On Odson Edward There was also lucrative Contract extensions For a lot of the current players On Quite significant wage rises So just because you don't see You know A £5 million deal here A £3 million deal there A £6 million deal there don't think the club hasn't been spending The club has been spending Kilmarnock have decided to cut Rangers ticket allocation For the final game of the season What do you make of it? 0141 951 1025 We'll look at that story next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here, so give us a call or send us a tweet. Another story from today. Nothing gets us going in Scotland like a good dispute over a ticket allocation. I've noticed this over the last couple of years. Uh, Kilmarnock have cut Rangers ticket allocation for the Premiership match at the end of the season at Rugby Park. Uh, they say it's for a celebration of all things Killy. It's their anniversary year. Um, cynics might say that it could be Stevie Clark's last game in charge. So the Rangers fans usually get the stands behind the goals, 8,000 tickets. That's going to be halved. So 4,000 tickets, just one of the stands. Kamarnik explaining why Rangers, though, sort of hitting back, saying we're disappointed with the decision. It'll force us to consider carefully what application we will seek for future matches at Rugby Park. Yeah, I can understand uh, both sides of it. Uh, as Kamarnock, you've got to look after your own club. I'm just a bit concerned. I know that it's their anniversary is it 150th. Um, they're obviously going for Europe. Stevie Clark doing a terrific job down there. But you want as much fans in the ground as you possibly can, Gordon. I don't think Kamarnock, with the best will in the world, can fill three stands. Well, they're I, obviously confident they can though on this occasion because of everything that's going will. on. I don't think they will. No, I'm, I'm with Daz. I was quite surprised at this. Um, I go back if you remember to the last day that Rangers won a league championship, which I think was May 2011. Uh, Rangers won down there, and Kilmarnock get criticised from their fans for throwing open so much of the stadium to Rangers. So whether this is now a reaction, a long-awaited reaction to this about the first game they've played in the last day of the season at Rugby Park against Rangers since then is significant for Kilmarnock historically I just look at the crowds Kilmarnock have got and by the way since Steve Clark came into the football club the crowds have gone up and up and up and with that I cannot see Kilmarnock filling three sides mm. of Rugby Park and then you wonder how Rangers will treat it next season will Rangers say oh well you only gave us one stand at the last day of last season we're only going to take one stand so that'll cut half your money that we give you it's tough though because then that just impacts more Rangers fans who want to go doesn't it but it's just so Scottish football isn't it yeah, and, well, and this kind of argument right tell us what you think then 0141 951 Kilmarnock director Cathy Jameson is urging all the supporters to come out and back the club on the final day of the season she says the decision was made so as many of their own supporters could celebrate the club's successful season Kilmarnock have had an absolutely fantastic season, probably the best in many years that I can remember. And we want all our fans to have the opportunity to celebrate that season by coming along and cheering on the team in the last match. And that's why we've decided to give the Kelly fans every opportunity by opening up and keeping open the Muffet stand for Kelly supporters. have been in discussions with a lot of the supporters groups, the Kelly Trust, the Kilmarnock Football Supporters Association, over the season and they all want to have that stand available to Kelly fans who normally sit there to really celebrate what's been a fantastic season. Essentially the board of directors have listened to the supporters so what we need is for everyone to turn out and have a fantastic day. We're intending to put on some additional activities behind the Muffet stand to encourage people to bring their kids along, come early, enjoy the atmosphere and hopefully get a Kelly win. Well this decision was made by the directors at Comarnock Football Club and obviously our decision was relayed to the Rangers Football Club as it uh, should have been but ultimately this is a decision for us we've taken the decision because we want our fans to be able to come together and celebrate what has been a brilliant season for Kilmarnock Robert's a Rangers fan on the line Robert some people care passionately about these ticket disputes other people 
not really too fussed. Which camp are you in? I'm in the camp where uh, Kilm- good luck to Kilmarnock and I hope they can fill the stadium but I would like to see if there's going to be a lot of gaps when Rangers do visit and they've got our ticket allegation back. Mm. Let's see if there is any gaps in the Kilmarnock football ground and if they do start, they manage to mm. fill it like they say they're going to fill it. Yeah, I'm interested in that line in the, the Rangers statement which we read, Robert. So when it when it comes to next season, what would you prefer Rangers do? Would you prefer Rangers only take one stand as a, you know, as a, as a message to Kilmarnock and potentially then have Rangers fans miss out on the chance to go, or do they just bite the bullet and take the two stands again if they can? Well, I would prefer them just to take the one stand, especially if it's going to be shown on television, like most games that uh, Kilmarnock and Rangers play is shown on television, and the fans will just need to go somewhere and watch the game, or watch it at home, of course. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would just take the one stand and that'll hit Kilmarnock's pocket, because that'll cost them an awful lot of money, if you think about it. 4,000 fans down. Paying whatever it is Kilmarnock's going to pay for their tickets How much money is that accumulating to? Yeah, that strikes me It is a difficult one, Roger Because at the same yeah. time Robert's happy to watch it on TV But there are loads of Rangers fans That simply want to go to every away game Regardless of what the circumstances well, you're, are You're listening to Cathy Jameson there And what she has done is She's just put it out to Kilmarnock fans We've done it We've done what you've asked us to do We haven't given the stand away to Rangers so it's now up to the Kilmarnock fans to come along in that last day of the season. I think it's May 19, and fill the place. And if they don't fill the place, they will be letting their club down. Because in the long term, I actually do think this decision, and it's completely up to Kilmarnock to take the decision. They've they've gone and done their due diligence, speaking to all the supporters, trusts, and foundations, and what have you. But if it goes wrong for Kilmarnock, this will have a long term financial implication for them. What what is the capacity, Roger? Eighteen, eighteen, and you're giving um, Rangers fourth, right? So you're expecting fourteen thousand. Well, you're hoping it'll not be a full, but you're hoping round about thirteen. Th- yeah, yeah. thirteen thousand Kilmarnock fans turn up. I think it's a risky uh, bit of business uh, because I do think Rangers may just next season say, yeah, okay, then we'll take the four thousand, and um, I think it'll cost Kilmarnock money. But as Roger correctly said. It is up to Kilmarnock It's their home game Yeah Darren's on Twitter He says Stupid decision from Kilmarnock One that'll cost them In the long run If people could be honest here And accept Kelly Will not fill these three stands So it's just a daft decision Given the tight budgets Clubs like Kelly work with It's madness At the same time Roger I wonder where the Where you draw the line If you're running a club I wonder where you draw the line Between pure hard cash Finances And also trying to do The right thing By your supporters So even if you were is there, a, is there a scenario where you accept That you might have to lose a little bit of money To keep your, your core customer base Your own fans on board I know exactly the point you're making Gordon However If you're working on the type of budget The Kilmarnock work on They need all the income streams that they can get Now turning down the money From Rangers For one of these stands That may be the difference between a player for Steve Clark Next season and not getting a player Next season that, that, that's assuming, by the way, that Steve Clark is the Kilmarnock manager next season. That be part of the appeal, which is a which is a separate story altogether. Uh, well, they will hold Kilmarnock will hold the appeal for going along as a the anniversary celebrations. B c- could Kilmarnock need a result on the last day of the season to seal a return to Europe after Very eighteen possibly, years? Possibly, yeah. You know they've got a big game home yeah, to Aberdeen this Saturday. Yeah, go on, Robert. Right, my question to you, gentlemen, listening about the Rangers and the Celtic and about the gap closing, and you can have all sorts of excuses and say, oh, 
six games they just drew, they should have won. Six games they went down to ten men. I've got one question for these gentlemen. Now, if I'd asked you this question last season or the season before, automatically I know what you would have said. Right now, at this moment in time, I would like to ask you for now or next season, if things stay the same, who is the best manager in the SPL? Oof. The, the best manager just now, I think you've got to look at Steve Clark for a job. Thank you very much. That's why I think it'll be a more even playing field next season. I pray to God, and so do a lot of my Rangers fans, mates, want Celtic to give Neil Lennon the job so that we can have Stephen Gerrard's Rangers playing Neil Lennon's Celtic. And you'll still have Steve Clark, and you'll still have Derek McInnes, and you'll still have the Hearts manager as well. And all these gaps will close, and believe me, I think it'll be a lot tighter season next season and I'm looking for Rangers to go one step further we've brought in a rookie manager we've brought in 15 players the rookie manager's learned from his mistakes I think he'll improve next season Celtic haven't improved next season because when they lost Brendan Rodgers that closed the gap that was a game changer right there Neil Lennon will never be as good a manager as Brendan Rodgers and that's why it's a more even playing field right thank you Robert and Sterling going to squeeze in Rob in Kilmarnock very quickly hi Rob Hi Gordon, hi James, how you doing? Hi Robert, now you're a Kilmarnock native So you're, I don't know if you've got split loyalties here What do you make of this ticket fiasco? No, I'm a Rangers man, through and through <laughs> right, okay. um, I've got a theory on it Last time Kilmarnock, I believe, filled out their stadium Was the playoff uh, against Falkirk in 2016 That's right, I remember that um, Now, what's going to happen, in, in my opinion, is The only two winners that will come out of this will be Rangers and Celtic Because they can afford to fill their stadiums out week in and week out and what will happen is, the more other clubs are trying to punish the old firm for the fans, and I think the theory behind it would be that the the fans that are coming are, are crowd disturbances, you know, staying in command at myself, we get the rumours, you know, we don't want Rangers and Celtic fans down there. They're only punishing themselves. Command will never, in the month of Sundays, fill that stadium out against Rangers in the last game of the season. It is a virtual impossibility, because half the four can on command are all old firm fans. So they've got a very small-minded fan base there. And what will happen next season is Dave King, he'll cut the allocation and come out to three or 400 fans. They'll cut the allocation the following season. Before you know it, Scottish football will be dominated by Rangers and Celtic with their own fans in their own stadium with very, very little, if any, other fans travelling to Tain Castle, Aberdeen. And it's just going to have a knock-on effect financially for Scottish football. Just go back to where it was. I'm a season ticket holder in the Broomland. I would actually give up my ticket to get the Celtic fans back in to bring that atmosphere back into Ibrox. I know it's controversial. I'll happily go to the club deck and sit there. But I was at the last Old Firm match where one won nothing. You could not hear the Celtic fans at all. Now, some folks say that'll be good for the roar. It'll be good to get the Rangers winning. We don't need that allocation to be cut. We're making enough money as it is at the moment. Let's get back to calling on to sort of Scottish football and let's just get back to basics. Well, I haven't spoken to a football person, Rob, who wouldn't agree with what you were saying about getting Celtic fans back into the Brimland Road stand for the games at Ibrox, um, increasing the Rangers' allocation for Celtic Park again to, to boost the atmosphere. And now, you know, there's, there's a likelihood, I would say, that Rangers, for the foreseeable future, will only have one stand at Kilmarnock. I think there's tickets cut as well for a game at Easter Road earlier in the season. I would hate to think we're going down that line you're talking about where away allocations are going to get slashed and slashed and further slashed because it takes away from the whole spectacle. It takes away from the atmosphere. It just takes away from Scottish football. Beat the-
the pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time, Gordon DL or Roger minus one. Hannah up against you for the chance to walk away with a signed ball. If you fancy it tonight, 01419511025. Be quick because you only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon D. and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan. In the first hour of tonight's show, we heard from Scott Arfield, we heard from Callum McGregor, we talked about Rangers' allocation at Kilmarnock. So if you've got thoughts on them, keep them coming. In the second hour, though, bit of inspiration from the weekend, Gordon D. On the back of Tiger Woods' master triumph, I'm looking for your all time football comebacks. Because I know when we have these topics, the listeners remember everything mm. and it just takes off. So I'm going to leave it up to you. You can talk about within a match, you know, a comeback, 3 0 down, and we won 4 3. I'm thinking about personnel Like Tiger Woods Who did you think was done And then came back To achieve something significant You tell us Your greatest footballing comeback So 141 After this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday It is beat the pundit time Either Roger minus one Or Gordon DL Are up against John from Dumbarton How are you tonight John? I'm alright, how are you? Good thanks, I think you might get Gordon DL on, on a, a, a good opportunity John Because we've got the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz on Friday night And he's absolutely terrified, he's panicking He thinks that him, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans oh. They're destined to finish last unless Roger comes and helps them Oh we need Roger, there's no point turning up He's so, not worried about losing the quiz, he's worried it's in a bar and he might have to buy a drink Oh no, there's no danger of that, let's be honest Right, uh, John I'm going to toss the coin anyway Head you are up against Roger minus one And Tails you're up against Gordon and it is Tails Gordon Dale Good practice for you Ahead of the pub quiz On Friday night So let me give you some Clyde too And make sure you can't hear us uh, And we'll get John's questions Up and running John you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head With Gordon You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit John are you ready? Yeah brother thanks Let's do it Which former Celtic player Has been awarded Athletic Bilbao's One Club Man Award? Kind of awesome. uh, John McGlynn Is the current manager Of which Scottish League One team? Which Scottish League 2 team Suffered a points deduction this season Clyde How many European Golden Shoe Awards Does Ali McCoist have One Who did Rangers face in the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final Fiorentina What Scottish team did Kevin Thompson play with Between 2014 and 2016 Dundee Okay Good effort on some of them Let's bring Gordon back Gordon are you with us? Yeah go for Great. it Great same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yeah Which former Celtic player Has been awarded Athletic Bilbao's Billy One McNeil. Club Man Award John McGlynn is the current manager Ray Of Thrillers. which Scottish League 1 team Which Scottish League 2 team Suffered a points deduction this season Clyde How many European Golden Shoe Awards Does Ali McCoist have? One Who did Rangers face In the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final? Pass which Scottish team did Kevin Thompson play with between 2014 and 2016? Hibs. And which lager sponsored the Scottish League Cup between 84 and 92? Turnage. No, it wasn't. John, he doesn't sound too happy with himself. Do you no, think you've been studying, but hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think John's got a wee chance I here. I blew it with a bully. I knew that. I knew Billy McNeil. Let's go and find out. You panicked because it was the first question. Uh, which former Celtic player has been awarded Athletic Bilbao's One Club Man Award? It is Billy McNeil. But I think John, you're right. He did panic, so you got it right. John didn't. One nil to you. But then I think John regained his composure. 
John McGlynn is the manager of Wraith Rovers You both got it So it's 2-1 to Gordon DL And then goes 3-2 Because you both knew that Clyde had a points deduction Ali McCoist Roger Hanna Two It's two oh. Golden boot, golden shoe Don't, Call it what you want that, did he? Uh, he didn't So you're still 3-2 up Who did Rangers face in the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-finals? It was Fiorentina John got it You didn't Oh no So he, he pulls level What Scottish team did Kevin Thompson play with between 2014 and 2016? It was Dundee John got it You didn't So John goes in front oh, Which means it all comes down to the last question Because John didn't get that far So it's an easy chance for you to equalise uh, Which lager <sighs> sponsored the Scottish League Cup between 84 and 92? Skull It was Skull So John has done you It is four for John And three for Gordon What a nightmare you're having Ahead of the pub quiz as well MD going out pub quiz will be seriously confident John you got to remember though Daz If you're going to lose a quiz Lose it early early. Well done John peak for Friday Signed ball is on its way John Well done to you It's just a rage when you look at his face See the amount of signed balls We're giving away these days Honestly That's my first one in months In about three weeks probably No months Producer They'll tell you there we are. Well done to John Your chance to beat the pundit Same time tomorrow night Skull I thought you would have got that oh, I, told, I still wouldn't get it If you asked me again <laughs> who's, Who sponsored it after that? Tenants <laughs> And who sponsored League Cup after that? Was it Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola Yeah you think Nin- you would know that No Given your ah, but you were, I was talking about the Other drinks but well, I have no tennis, idea what you're on about The tennis not The Scottish Cup Scottish Cup, Cup. Is a, yeah. Who sponsored it before school? Carlsberg Is it not Bell's Whiskey? Is it not the Bell's League Cup? I have no idea Roger You're meant to know these things Come on Right 01419511025 On oh Twitter God. we're at Clyde SSB uh, As usual we, we, we often like to set up a topic And keep us ticking along nicely Here's one for you tonight After Tiger Woods at the Masters I'm looking for your footballing comebacks All this stuff about Is it the greatest sporting comeback of all time I'm not interested in that I want your footballing comebacks If we're talking personnel Roger Have you got any Any to get us off and running? Well I remember a few years ago Going to Lennox Town in high summer The day Celtic signed Craig Gordon And For many months prior to that I think The You know belief was that Craig Gordon had played his last game of football He was Had suffered bad injuries I think you know He's spoken about it before He'd even consulted insurers To see whether it was worth Sort of Cashing everything in And just taking a payment And, and retiring from football So On a personal level Not only to To come back and play football But to play at the levels that he's played To win trebles To win more caps for Scotland um, That is one of the great personal comebacks of foot, You know, in, in recent times I would say, Gordon Any that spring to mind, Gordon? Are you still reeling from your beat the pundit defeat? I'm still, I'm still in shock, Gordon And I'm, I'm a bit concerned now Friday's just round the corner I like these, so get them in on the phone and on Twitter I'll give you a couple to get us off and running Hugh is on, he says For comebacks, how about the Denmark team Coming off their summer holidays To win yep. the European Championships They didn't qualify for 92, wasn't it? Yeah, you're a 92 in Sweden and, and Weren't meant to be in it And in, ended in, up winning the in thing In more modern times Stephen Gerrard in Liverpool In that year Champions League final against Milan And Istanbul 3-0 down Oh, half time right, yeah, to, to come yeah. back for a 3-3 and win it in penalties <laughs> Go on. I was about to read this tweet out I'm just really unsure about the Twitter name I must admit oh, I'm just too late I've committed now haven't I uh, Gordon DL's balls have mushroom on them Is the name of the Twitter account 
I think we no, need to we need to move swiftly beyond he's, that. He's, he's signing those balls just now. Um, they don't. No, they're no, not let, mushrooms. Let, no. Let's move on. In terms of footballers that make a comeback, the one that stands out for me is Jonas Gutierrez, diagnosed with cancer, made a comeback in Newcastle in 2014. Yep, it's a great shout as well. Uh, Stuart says Stan Petrov, definitely one of the best. Such a shame not to be offered a full time contract. After his ordeal So there we go Forget your Tiger Woods Your greatest sporting comebacks I'm looking for your footballing comebacks And particularly Scottish ones They are the best for us obviously Right let's speak to Keith Who's an Aberdeen fan From Kirk and Tillich. Hi Keith Yeah uh, Trying to hide this one After Sunday Unfortunately <laughs> guys uh, Dreadfully disappointing uh, Performance by Aberdeen With the exception of maybe uh, Jewel Lewis Got pass marks I uh, really thought we might have done something. I think we seriously underestimated how much we missed uh, Game Shinney's driving force in the midfield and the fact that uh, we just never got going, never created anything. I have a kind of wider concern with uh, going forward into the next season. I would like to put to Roger. Uh, we've already lost Kenny McLean at the beginning of the season. Game Shinney is definitely going. Scott McKenna will be away at the highest bidder, no doubt, at the end of the season. We've got the new stadium coming on, going to cost a lot of money. Where are Aberdeen going? How can they actually get a squad of players together that are going to compete? It's really, unless some major happens, we're, we're on a bit of a downward spiral for next season. That's the way things are shaping up at the moment. Yeah, listen, I can, under, I can understand, Keith, the sort of... Um, Downbeat nature of your call After the performance at the weekend um, If I can try and offer you any crumbs of comfort You know that was an Aberdeen team Without Shea Logan, Gary Mackay, Stephen Now again as well as Graham Shinney That you spoke about It was an Aberdeen team that, that lost Dom Ball Very early in the game um, So that there were contributory factors to it all But going forward as you're saying you know, They're not going to have Graham Shinney at all next season other loan players will go back As far as I know Greg Stewart hasn't committed Beyond this summer uh, The likes of Max Lowe Will be away You've said yourself If there's a, an acceptable bid For Scott McKenna mm. He will be away too So uh, There are good young players there Dean Campbell Lewis Ferguson Albeit it was a ridiculous challenge He get sent off for Connor McLennan There are young guys you know, coming through I think we'll see more of Michael Devlin next season Sam Cosgrove has scored 20 goals this season But I still think Derek McInnes I think there's a lot Of work mm. for him To do there And there are no guarantees As we said at the top of the show There are no guarantees Of European football Next season for Aberdeen either Having said all that Keith If you're talking about Scott McKenna Potentially leaving Aberdeen are after The sort of fee For Scott McKenna That would possibly Allow you to rebuild Your full team And again Maybe this is Um been ultra optimistic But if Ryan Fraser Gets that big move That, that he's been touted yeah. for as well There's a hefty sell on fee yeah. So and, maybe and, maybe it's not all bad Keith And there are people well, there Keith as well People like Dave Cormack As well as Stuart Mill There's been other investment That's come in from the United States um, Once the club moves in To the new stadium There's a training ground there as well It will be A more attractive Place to come and play Maybe for players From, from further afield than, than Derek's been signing them of late So You know you, you know Roger that you know, for it to be a real attraction, the money needs to be right, and the salaries are never going to be at that level. We've got the undercurrent of, you know, the, the ten in a row potential. Celtic are going to invest to achieve that. Rangers are going to invest wherever getting the money from. Who knows? But it's going to happen to to try and thwart that. And then, you know, there's always been theories and wild stories about potentially money sitting that could come into Aberdeen, but. You know, it's going to take more than that, and it's 
Is it not a case saying going back to the, the good old days under Ferguson when he brought in his his own young players and believed in them, played them, stuck a couple of experienced guys round about them, and Aberdeen they were fantastic in the years, Should absolutely fantastic. G- given one of the you know, and I keep only mention it challenge on Sunday, which was ridiculous, but take it the challenge aside. Lewis Ferguson's done well for them this season. Michael Devlin was doing well until his injury. They're guys that, that Derek has plucked from Hamilton Ackies because Aberdeen are a bigger club than Hamilton Ackies. Is it ridiculous to think that if Scott McKenna sold for a big sum, Aberdeen could go and sign the likes of, and I'm sorry for this, boys, David Turnbull and or oh, Jake Hasty? Could, could they go mm. and sign the best players that St Johnson have got? Could they go and sign Jason Kerr? Could they go and, you know, pick players from St Mirren like Ethan Erhoff and people like that and, and build a team? With the best young players from, from Almost from other Premiership teams Because They're bigger than those Other Premiership teams well, I think what Keith's Overall kind of concern is Is that You know it, Is this now where Celtic And Rangers Start to pull away Because a lot of the debate In this show is always about How far Rangers are behind Celtic And you know Progress And is there mm. going to be A title challenge But what about If you take those two Together Because this will be the first time Rangers have finished second And if that's the case Are we now on the verge of going back to the way it was in the late nineties and for the two thousands, is, is the race run for the for the Aberdeens and the Kilmarnock? Do, do, do you not think? I think so, Gordon. In, in a way that yes, Rangers and Celtic, Celtic and Rangers will be able to go and get the better players on the better salaries, um, pay transfer fees for them. I don't think, obviously, Keith had been an Aberdeen supporter. He looks at, you know, financing the stadium as well, new stadium we built there. And Roger's right, it does attract better players because you want to play a lovely stadium, training ground and everything involved. But I just feel that um, as much as you say about Rangers and Celtic can go and spend the money, it's how you spend that money. Now, you look at Rangers, for instance, in the summer, they had to have a big turnaround in players they brought in 15 in the summer. How many out of the 15 would you say, you know, ticked every box? So as much as you've got the finances there to go and get players and get them on good wages... Yeah, but which, name a club that gets every single no, signing. No, no, right. I'm not saying the Rangers should get 15, but what I'm saying is they could go out there and look at those four quality players that I think most mm. people round about Ibrox is talking about and it doesn't work for them okay, And it's the I'm, same with Celtic I'm still asking for your footballing comebacks This is inspired by Tiger Woods So ideally I'm looking for players That you thought were, were done and dusted But all of a sudden they came back But of course you get comebacks within matches as well David says Challenge Cup semi-final Aloha 0 Rangers 2 73 minutes mm. Aloha 3 Rangers 2 90 minutes He says unbelievable And I say that as a Rangers fan uh, But Collins on more on the personnel one Rud van Nistelrooy About to sign for Man United Failed a medical Cruciate ligament Had an op Went through rehab Signed for them the next season And the rest is history The the Craig Gordon one is One of the most relevant You would imagine Gordon For us in recent years I mean as Roger says The guy He was retired I mean it was two years And the horror injuries Goes on to To win everything That he's won with Celtic Regain his Scotland Number one spot That Mm -hmm. that would be a decent shout Wouldn't it? Yeah incredible Absolutely incredible You're right Gordon I think everybody Had basically said Right enough was enough For Craig Gordon Uh, His career was going to be Cut short but it just show you if you're determined and you've got the right people around about you, keeping you going and and keeping your spirits up, it's it's incredible what you can achieve. And he certainly went on and had a terrific career. I offended Gordon Dale the other day, Roger, and I can tell I can tell that he, he took it to heart. 
yeah. um, Because when we're talking about Tiger Woods I think it was at the Maybe the Friday or Saturday When he was rocking a nice sort of lilac Turtleneck <laughs> golf shirt And Gordon said he was going to get one And I told him in no uncertain terms That he just couldn't he just couldn't pull that off And I just thought it was sort of a joke But I could tell the look in his face It hurt him It cut him deep It, did, it certainly did that's, yeah. the, that's the only time since I've known you That <laughs> you did really hurt and, and did you buy it and did you wear it? I've not worn it yet, you know, but it's in the locker. Well, at the time. It's, got, it's going to Spain. It's got a Spain trip. Anyway, the comebacks are still coming in on Twitter. JP and a few others are along similar lines talking about Morton Vcorst and Alan Stubbs for, for their uh, yeah. illnesses, the way they came back mm-hmm. from those. Uh, what else have we got? Remember, we're on at Clyde SSB. <laughs> Ari Clue says the greatest footballing comeback has to be Mean Machine. Get it watched. Not really what I was. Uh, not what I was after, but there we go. Right, you can keep them coming at Clyde SSB or on the phones. Let's speak to Kenny and Motherwell. Hi, Kenny. Hi guys, how you doing? Thank Good, you. thanks. Talking about sporting comebacks, it's not about an individual player, but a team. The um, Hibs Mullerow six six game with Lucas Ukrits scoring almost the last kick of the ball, but what a finish! And what a way to finish a game that Mullerow should have well been out of it long before they managed to pull it back and just kept motoring and motoring and motoring. Um, I came came back from a, a, a shift and started watching the game just after 8 o'clock and uh, that way that you're watching the game and you're thinking to yourself this is, this is we're on to a real hiding here um, but you know I didn't turn it off and I'm glad I didn't because it was one of the best football comebacks I've ever seen in my life Yeah I mean Roger I think the detail perhaps gets a bit forgotten about that because everyone sees the scoreline and thinks oh well it speaks for itself 12 goals I think it was 6-2 yeah. 25 minutes to go and Mother will then miss a penalty I mm-hmm. think is it six at 6-5 six, I think and then then the comeback is complete with the 6-all as Kenny says you know, it could be a long old time before we beat that. Yeah, and it, as he says as well, it wasn't just a tap in at the back post from Lucas Djokovic. It was the manner in which he scored the sixth goal equaliser for Motherwell. Just the the spectacular nature of the goal, which you know highlighted a, an astonishing comeback as well. And you know, it was it was just one of the great games. Was it a Monday night football game? Is that Monday night in the telly? I thought Friday. Thursday. <laughs> we'll get there. Then Kenny, can you shed any light? It was definitely a midweek game. That's for certain. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. A midweek game. There we go. Um, we'll find out if it was Monday, Thursday, or Friday. <laughs> Someone will tweet us. I, I was there. Yeah. John Hughes was the Hibs did, manager. Uh, did Dodds and Edward take a free kick? All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. You never got to let, let that down, <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a good shout from Kenny. I like that. So that's a comeback within a game, but we're also looking for your footballing comebacks for for people. People like Craig Gordon. Over a few mentioned. Uh, on Twitter as well But I'm sure you can dig deep Into your memory bank And, and bring a couple uh, Paul Scholes He's been in the news a lot Recently yeah, but we'll, we'll move over that um, he, he retired didn't he From yeah. from Man United And there's not a great story I think he went When he came back To play in one of the huge games um, You know the footballers They get mm-hmm. their boots given to them Don't they Nike or Adidas Provide them with the top of the range 250 quid boots But it was such short notice Paul Scholes went down To his local sports shop and got the old, you know, the the forty pound pair of uh, sort of imitation version of the top mod of the top model, and went and played with them on. Definitely class. That's that sports shop that's next to the bookies. No, <laughs> going to move on before you get me in trouble. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Keep your footballing comebacks coming in. Anything else that's on your mind? We'll have a full time teaser coming up, and we'll hear from Craig Levine as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. 
compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. It's time for Gordon DL and Roger Hanna to tackle tonight's full time teaser. That's when you send the questions in to us and we give the pundits between now and just before 8 o'clock to see if they can come up with the answers. Some are better than others, as you may have noticed if you've listened before. So on a Tuesday night, they tend to be quite tough. So Dylan sent tonight's question in. Big thanks to Dylan. He sent it to full time at Clyde1.com. So keep the questions coming in if you've got any. Uh, we're looking for nine men who have more than 350 English Premier League appearances, mm-hmm. but they've never won the league, the FA Cup, or the League Cup. Can you name them? Uh, nine men have won have more than 360 appearances. Did I say 50? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, that that, can that make changes all everything. Because I tried to cut the list down a little bit for you. Dylan gave me more than this. So we're looking for nine men who have more than 360 English Premier League appearances, have never won the league, FA Cup or League Cup, 360 appearances. I was just going for one right out of the Noble at West Ham. No. Just thinking of some of these big goalies, Brad Friedel. Nope. Mark Swanson Nope Is there a goalie in there? Uh, no actually there isn't There he goes He's still going goalies um, 360 And they've not won anything My 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 <laughs> <laughs> No that's not one either I'm afraid <laughs> That's a very very good question Nine men More than 360 English Premier League appearances Never won the league FA Cup or League Cup If you want to play along as well uh, at Clyde SSB It was grim last night We actually um, I think we needed a caller To help out uh, Alex and Hugh last night <laughs> Anyway I'll give you some thinking time We're also asking for your greatest Footballing comebacks This is after Tiger Woods We always like to make things What's the local angle for us Give us your footballing comebacks Andrew is in Cumbernauld What have you got for us Andrew? Hi there guys My greatest comeback It's got to be Ian Durant After a horrific tackle By Neil Simpson When he was told He would never play football again Roger, you'll remember that one well Yeah, just the, the sheer length of time he was out of the game With, uh, you know, there must have been question marks as to whether he would ever get back He got back to very, very good level at Rangers And, and sometimes people forget he kicked on and had a terrific spell at Kilmarnock Absolutely outstanding spell, he was nominated for Player of the Year in the like at Kilmarnock So it's a very good shout Gordon Deal. Yeah, uh, I was very fortunate that uh, Ibrox Durante was just a young kid come through and you could see he was going to go to the top Gone. he was just very very quickly because don't say I didn't get this in early Dylan has tweeted in so fair play to him he says I forgot to put on the teaser it is outfield players only so that'll be why oh, you're that's why I can't get them right uh, fair sure. play to Dylan he was quick he what was quick about, off the mark uh, what about Leon Osman Listen, we'll, we'll do them in a second sorry because I cut Gordon off on his yeah, Ian Durant uh, yeah and you could see as a young player coming through he was going to be something special Gordon and uh, unfortunately that injury at Petordre everybody thought well that's put into his fantastic career, but great character, come back, and went on to have a, had a good career, but he was uh, a terrific talent, you've got to say. He one of your all-time favourites, Andrew? It is, it certainly was, I remember growing up and watching him, and I thought he was absolutely fantastic, and I thought he could have been a far, far better player. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think he was a fantastic player when he came back, but I think he could have been on to greater things if it hadn't been for that tackle. You agree with that, Roger? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you, you listen to some of the, the, the people at the time um, who spoke about you know the quality he had when he first came into the team and the potential he had and how good he could have been. So it's it's just one of those you know 
tragic tales of football We'll never really know just exactly how, could, how good he could have been Had it not been for that injury Good shout, thank you Andrew Rangers fan from Cumbernauld 01419511025 uh, if you want to join us George says Larson's leg break Against Leon. He came back And was even better Than before uh, David was also On Twitter Saying Ian Durant More for Alan Stubbs Beat cancer twice And won a Scottish Cup As a manager Says JP I like this from Ian Clyde this season 3-0 down to Berwick 3-all 3-1 down to Peterhead 3-all 1-0 down to Edinburgh On Saturday 1-2-1 Four points behind Peterhead Three to be played The best comeback Is yet to come He says Ian's tipping Clyde uh, to win League 2 Have you got any on the teaser then? So we've got 9 Outfield players Have more than 360 English Premier League appearances But they've never won anything The League, the FA Cup Or the League Cup yeah, Leon Hosman Surely 352 appearances Oh no chance <laughs> So no So no Has hey, Defoe won anything? He's not on the list Leighton Baines Yes oh, right. 412 appearances But not a domestic A major domestic what, trophy what To his about, name What about Kevin Phillips? No What about uh, Joey Barton? No Matt Letizia? No Alright we'll leave that there Give <laughs> you some more thinking time uh, We're going to speak to Brian Very soon Let's hear from Craig Levine Shall we? We've been hearing from uh, Him today Of course a big game Coming up at the weekend uh, he believes that Hearts have shot themselves in the foot against Rangers this season He hopes they can use the Scottish Cup semi-final success to help them uh, at Tynecastle And he also feels the Ibrook side have some improving to do before they catch up with Celtic They did a professional job at the weekend It also means our season lasts one week longer But I think we're all uh, happy about that um, and, and you know there's a lot of good things going on at the club just now And uh, behind the scenes it's... Uh, it's taken over very nicely But I said at the weekend That every now and then I think you need to, to Have moments like This cup final To prove to, to people That uh, things are progressing Well our, our games against Rangers Have been a bit frustrating This year to be honest Because we are this season Because we shot ourselves In the foot And nearly all of them uh, By giving away early goals uh, We're at Tynecastle Which always makes me, me feel good You know I'm confident The players have got a big boost At the, the game against Inverness And uh, you know, be doing our best to take the game to Rangers and try and win. For ourselves, we've had a bit of a frustrating season. Um, we're in sixth place just now. I'd like us to climb one or two places at least, uh, if that's possible. And that will require a fair amount of focus and, and effort from, from myself and, uh, and the players. Yeah, I think Rangers have done reasonably well this season and uh, we'll see what happens next season. I think they've got some improvement to do. Celtic have already set the, the bar fairly high for everybody. Craig Levine speaking to Sky Sports today That's quite the fixture to get us back up and running In the, the top flight, the post-split fixtures isn't it? Yeah I'll be there covering it for Super Scoreboard Looking forward to early kick-off Gets the weekend off to a great start Gordon I'm sure we'll have plenty talking points uh, And the boys always say Tyne Castle, no matter how good or bad hearts are It's always a real good place to go and play football Terrific atmosphere and... Uh, Rangers will go there confidently, I think, to get the three points. And I fancy them because I think Hearts will now start looking at the Scottish Cup final to see if they can get some silverware. Will they, Roger, or is it about trying to really build yourself up into a, a, a momentum, a, a level of performance to give you the best chance of winning the Scottish Cup final? Well, it's going to be a, dif a difficult balancing act for Craig Levine because... Despite the win against Cali Thistle at the weekend Craig Levine still does his, does have his detractors Among the hard support And you know the hard support won't like Won't like it at all if Rangers come and beat them at the weekend They certainly won't like it at all If they get beaten again by Hibernian When they go to Easter Road 
Um, they've got a couple of big games against Aberdeen and Kelly, and then they've got Celtic in the league before they've got Celtic in the cup final. So you know they'll, they'll want a positive result, so they're not going to Hamden on a downer. Um, they, they brush aside Kelly Fizzle. I actually did better at the weekend than I expected. I thought Kelly Fizzle would give them more of a contest than they did. Um, I'm still not convinced by this Hearts team. They've got good individuals within it, talented footballers. I'm just not sure yet they're quite the sum of their parts, if you know what I mean. I suppose part of that will be about trying to get Stephen Naismith back and back oh, fit before the, the Abs- cup final. Absolutely crucial to get him back. And I think as well, crucial to, to get you know, to get games into a lot of the players. Michael Smith's been out for a period of time. He'll need games. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Craig swaps, whether he does rotate or whether he tries to bed in a team that he thinks is going to play in the cup final because the cup final for Hearts is enormous. It's a statement if they can beat Celtic and end a treble treble. It's a passport into Europe if they can do it as well. It gives them a bit of bragging rights in the capital. And from a personal point of view, a first trophy in Craig Levine's managerial career would be absolutely enormous for him. And amidst all this talk of our Rangers within tangible reach of becoming the dominant force in Scottish football, that that also feeds into the game at the weekend, Gordon. Because if you're trying to underline your belief that progress has been made and that you're keeping up with Celtic, you can't afford to lose and hand yeah, them the got... chance to win the title on Sunday. Exactly. And you've got to go there and uh, be positive and try and win that game. It is going to be a very difficult game And Roger's right It will be interesting to see How Levine goes from now to the cup final Whether he You know he rotates the squad Rest players uh, Because the cup final's Most important game For them So um, But Rangers are, are Want to keep winning And uh, after a good performance Against Motherwell um, You know They'll be looking to go there With a positive attitude And pick up the three points But it'll be a difficult game for them. Keep the same Rangers team Oh Defoe, yeah you've Defoe got to Arfield. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah, 100%. Sporting, well, football and comebacks. Let's speak to Brian and Cumbernauld. What have you got for us, Brian? I'm a goal for you. A hammer. <laughs> well, I mean, did you see you in your tweets? I've been on this phone for 20 minutes and then you go and give my tweet out. 15 anyway, minutes, Brian, but not, not to split hairs, but 15 minutes you've been on. Let's not exaggerate. <laughs> no, I mean, Henry Larson, I was on the phone for. Then he come back after his broken leg. Become the king of Scottish football. Know what I mean? Was he better after it, Brian? Oh, he was the king of Scottish football, mate. Was he better after it, Roger? Yeah, I think his goal definitely would tell you that was a horrible injury in Leon that mm. night. I remember it. And when you see something, I mean, we, we talk about you see the pictures of Ryan Christie and it, you know these multiple facial fractures he's got, and it, it's a horrible image. When you saw Henrik's leg that night, it was an absolutely horrible image, and you do. When they have a compound fracture like that you, you you wonder if they'll ever come back And if they do Will they come back as, as good as they were Henry come back even better Than he had been before So you know I can see Brian's point Yep definitely up there Was it one of those moments Brian You were fearing the worst when it happened? Oh I, I watched that by the way It was unbelievable man I, 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 It was one of the ones that you feel in your belly You know what I mean? I mean oh, it was terrible but no, I didn't think he'd have come back as good as what he did. Do you yep. know what I mean? I think that's a fair shout, Gordon, isn't it? If we're talking footballing comebacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was with Roger there. I remember watching it and it was horrific. And and you, you didn't you didn't get close enough to tangling with defenders to suffer any injuries like that, did you? No. 
No, I didn't think so. Just sort of just kept your, kept I, your own I, space. I can't even believe you asked that question. <laughs> uh, thank you to Brian and Cumbernauld and my sincerest apologies for the wait, Brian. I hope we hope we're friends. Uh, we're on at Clyde SSB on Twitter. How are you two getting on with the teaser? We're looking for nine outfield players have made more than three hundred and sixty English oh. Premier League appearances, but they've never won the league, the FA Cup or the League Cup. So guys like Leighton Baines, you've only got one. There's there's one that comes up every time he's played hundreds of games, no one else. Everton yep. centre back. This, is it this time? Oh no, he's not one, sorry. Oh. What about Kevin Nolan? Yes. Four hundred and one appearances. Brilliant. No ma- no major domestic honours. Um the lad at Stowe that Ryan Shawcross, he nope. played for years, nope, no? Nope, nope. The other Everton defender, Jaggy Elker. He's only got 358 English Premier League oh, appearances So no Dear dear I'm struggling here Kevin Davis Yes Yes 4-4-1 You've got three of the nine That's not bad yeah. Alright let's take a call Glenn is a Rangers fan from Renfrew Hi Glenn How <coughs> you know my Rangers fan? It says on my It says on the screen here Glenn bracket Rangers Oh it does that yep. Oh it does that I am here Bonner Right final on you go, on you go, Glenn. Ticket allocation for Kilmarnock, I believe, have got it. Is that right? Yes, they have, yes, they've halved it. They've halved it. Do you think they'll fall that half of Kilmarnock fans? Yeah, I think that's the hope. Do you, do you disagree, Glenn? Well, the point I made to your man when they were. You know, on the other side there before I spoke to you mm-hmm. was Glasgow Rangers <clears throat> as a football club have been sponsoring Scottish football for hundreds of years. What do you mean sponsoring? Yeah, sponsoring as in revenue and buying players and Putting money into the venues, the cities, the pubs, the clubs, and everything that goes with it. I mean, yeah. Do you see, where, do you see where I'm coming from but, here? Uh, uh, listen, Glenn, I can see the point you're making. We said earlier on in the show this is a decision taken by the Kilmarnock Board. Now, the Kilmarnock Board have done their due diligence, have spoken to the Kilmarnock supporters groups. And in the best of faith I've decided to take this course of action I agree with Daz And I agree with the points that other callers were making earlier on I cannot see any way Kilmarnock will fill three stands With their own supporters in the last day of the season In a way yeah, I, I, ho- I hope I'm wrong Glenn I think it would be good for Scottish football If Kilmarnock oh, could, could fill the three stands But I remain sceptical yeah. about it And I also worry About this trend of clubs Cutting allocations for away fans Rangers did it, Celtic did it Hibs have done it, now Kilmarnock are doing it I just don't think it sends out a good message About Scottish football But, but If Kilmarnock pile in 13 or 14,000 of their own fans On May the 19th I'm willing to say they got it right No, I don't think that'll happen Considering what's been going on During the course of the season And as I said Rangers as a football club and the fan base has been sponsoring 
Scottish League, third division, second division, first division, Premier League, we'll be playing it for hundreds of years. Alright, we'll leave it there Thank you to Glenn The maybe Rangers fan I'm Sorry mm-hmm. if I uh, Gave away some information There in Renfrew uh, What about the teaser Any more before we move on? I've Right, let's go here <laughs> Go on then Dion Dublin Nope What about Rory Delap? <laughs> 359 appearances So no <sighs> Seamus Coleman? No Hmm. Bellamy Nope Will they stand Collymore? No We'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means running out of time For Gordon DL And Roger Hanna To get one of these Right on the teaser If you want to send A question in We would love to have it Full time At Clyde One Dot com. So tonight's has been sent in by Dylan Who by the way hmm. Played Beat the Pundit on Thursday, Thursday when I'd... And you beat him ah, Twice And he says this is payback for Beat the Pundit oh. <laughs> I've just thought he won Gary Speed There have been nine outfield players You are shameless Roger Hanna came up with that in the break And Gordon <laughs> Dale just stole it off him uh, There have been nine outfield players Who have more than 360 English Premier League appearances But they've never won the league FA Cup or League Cup Yes, Gary Speed is one of them yeah. You've already got Kevin Davis Leighton Baines And Kevin Nolan mm-hmm. So you've got four of nine I'm really, really struggling with that It's a very good question Okay, I've got First clue of the of the evening. Mm-hmm. The one who is second highest on the list has, at one point, and I'm not telling you when. It may still be there. He may not. Has at one point played in Scotland. Hmm. Okay. Let's go back on the phones. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Chris is in Aloha. What's your point tonight, Chris? Hello, panel. Hi, Chris. <laughs> It's just a quick question on Alawa. If you think Jim Goodwin in whatever shape or form can keep Alawa in the league, then they'll be able to keep the squad and him at the club. Oh, now there is the question. Uh, Roger, you go first. Um, <coughs> that's a good question. If Jim Goodwin keeps Alawa up, in fact, even if Jim Goodwin doesn't keep Alawa up, how tough is it going to be to keep him? Well, the squad is a very small squad. It was so small that Jim himself was in the bench for a game, I think, up at Inverness you know, just last month. Um, a few of the players are on loan. Young Jack Aitchison from Celtic started there at the weekend. Jack Hamilton from Livingston scored the previous week. So Alawa don't actually have that big a squad to hold on to. You look at the likes of Andy Graham at the back. Is it another season in him? We need to wait and see. The, the big issue... Is Jim the manager Now You have seen The way Mike Moraney Appoints his managers And the way He's happy to let them Move on to bigger things Paul Hartley went on And won a league with Indy Jack Ross went on And won a league with St Mirren um, And Jim Goodwin Looks as if he could be The next guy To make a move But for Jim to make a move There needs to be a move For him to make mm-hmm. The St Mirren job Was one that's come up A couple of times Since he's been doing well At Alloa And he hasn't got it other jobs have come up and he hasn't got them. He looks like the coming man, if you like. If there's a job early next season, maybe a bigger championship side, a low-ranking Premier League side, 
I would think Jim Goodwin would have as good a chance as anyone of getting it. I think Alawa know that you know if a job comes up, especially in Scotland, I think his name will be up there. There's no doubt about that. The chairman has come out today and praised him about the job he's doing and how committed he is to Alawa. He was a very good professional, Jim. Um, okay, a few times that uh, overstepped the mark, but he's a winner. And uh, clubs like that, he's a young manager. He's went into a, a lower division and learned his trade and learned it the very hard way, a part, part-time club with full-time clubs in the league. So I've got to say, uh, I've, I've admired the job he, uh, he's doing just now. Uh, Chris, we had Jim actually live on just after the game on Saturday and he, he was quite open saying that the, the chairman knows all about his ambitions. He's never made any secret of the fact that he, he wants to try and progress. What are your thoughts on it? Do, do you feel the worst or do, do you think there is a chance you could keep him? Well, it's just as you said there that it just depends on what jobs are there. I would love him to stay for at least another season try and see if we can establish ourselves like Dumbarton did. But it's just a, it's a thing where only being on like a one-year contract, they can go whenever a job comes up. Yeah, because the danger of it is if you're if you're assessing the challenge, and I, I hope Chris isn't upset by this, I don't, I don't mean to disrespect Aloha, if you're Jim Goodwin and you keep them up once, you must be thinking, can, can I do that again? You, always, you know, because at every level you always hear about that phrase, managers, have they taken a club as far as they can go? You just wonder if that would come into Jim Goodwin's thinking. Well, it's all about time and you just need to look at, um, you know, Jack Ross going from Malibu to St Mirren, wins the championship, down to Sunderland. Uh, as a manager and as a player sometimes, Gordon, you just get your feeling, a gut feeling of thinking, right, I've achieved so much this season, I've got to try and cash in. And um, I think, Jim, if jobs do come up, I think it would be a name that people will be talking about. But if you want to be optimistic about Alawa, there's a scenario that Partick Thistle and Falkirk could go down and Arbroath and Forfa could come up yeah. and suddenly Alawa yeah. are no longer the only part-time mm-hmm. team in the Championship next season and he's got you know, a fighting chance of staying up again. So you just never know what the circumstances are going to be like. What we do know is... He's done a wonderful job Yeah Chris Four it, consecutive victories I was going to say it's a, it's a great run Chris Are you out the woods yet? Are you still a bit nervy About going down? I think maybe If we can get something out Out of the Partick game, I think we'll have a much better chance Staying up Yeah and also I suppose we've got a game on tonight as well So you, you turn your attentions to that Morton Inverness If Inverness win it It piles more pressure on Morton It gives the Alloas of the world a boost yeah, it's a big game for Morton. Uh, it's down at Capello, I think. Gordon Marine. Yeah, it's yep. uh, still nil nil. Um, but it's um, just wondering how the reaction from Inverness, especially after the semi-final defeat, uh, they've got to keep their heads up because they're looking for promotion as well in the playoffs. Um, but uh, Morton's results lately have been really, really poor. So they need a they need a victory in front of their home fans. Uh, Jim Cunningham's not happy on the teaser He says a bit pedantic with Gary Speed He won the league with Leeds in 91 I'm sure he did But the question was Nine men that have made more than 360 English Premier League appearances But have never won the English Premier League FA Cup Or League Cup So there we go Although maybe if, I did Maybe if, I did just say if, league the first time If, so we, we'll if let, we are being pedantic we'll it was Jim. 92 91-92 There we go So anyway <laughs> He's one of the answers Well it's whatever yeah, Listen with five answers still to get So I think we might need a, need a bit yeah. of help Gordon what about the one that's got the link up here? 
to Celtic Now if you've played that that many games 455 If you've played that many games in the English Premier League And you've played up here Probably It's not David Weir is it? No But you're on the right track In terms of golden oldies Mm. I have no idea Is he I take it he's finished Macaulay No But very close now Macaulay's wee brother Stephen Davis Hearts Aaron Hughes Aaron Hughes Aaron Oh my Hughes. goodness 455 English Premier League appearances That's absolutely incredible isn't it Yeah Alright the next one then um, Irishman Irish defender in his 431 appearances He racked up a fair number of own goals It doesn't help me at all does it? Nope I'm gone I'm finished He played for Man City He played for a couple Oh Richard Dunn Yeah Richard Dunn Dunn Okay so you've got three to get um, It's the bottom three if you like So I mean these are hard One of them Played for Chelsea He played for Fulham and he maybe just got relegated oh, as a manager Scott Parker Scott Parker Oh goodness See the winger we were talking about for Celtic And does he have a future at Scott, the club Scott Sinclair What about his surname's sake Trevor Yes Trevor Sinclair And the last one is tough I mean Because I'm now having to uh, Scramble uh, the first to, to think who this guy played for I think Wimbledon Charlton Tottenham well, We do the initials The Hugh yeah, Evans initials game C P pa- uh, Parker No Paul No Paul. No Same surname as the guy Fred Tennis Polo shirts Chris Perry Chris Perry Well done uh, Sort of Well done Thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan Thank you for all your calls And tweets They are much appreciated As always Stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher Is up next And we're back tomorrow With Mark Weary And Jim Duffy One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.